felt like the Lord gave strategy, so we will pray for every condition here tonight. If you're done before we are, you can leave, but I'm telling you, I don't care how long it takes. This thing on healing and miracles, we're after it. Donna Ray's been one of the things in my, in my spiritual life that I, I love you. It frustrates me that we can't Come on. And so that there is a contending. I don't care what anyone says. There's a contending for the fullness of a healing anointing that will break bondage, that shatters pain, that shatters every condition, that shatters every mindset. And can I tell you, everyone in this room, it's your assignment. And that's what I want to talk to you tonight about. And I asked Father Tom at the end, we're, we're going to have... I think we're going to have a river, a healing river. It's going to look like a fire tunnel, but it's going to be a healing river that I believe that the Lord... When I hear testimonies of what I showed you guys, remember all the crutches last week? I put it on social media too. I don't, if there was a place where the 11,000 cripples are healed, that's a lot in one year. Come on, that's a lot in five years. Come on, it, it's a lot in an even 10-year season. We'll take 1,000 a year. That's, listen, that's Jesus working. And so I don't care. We had uh, Jessica Perez in the back corner, and we've been praying for her baby. Her baby, baby needs a creative miracle. I'm just saying these things because I have seen miracles. We've seen miracles in this room. We've seen miracles happen. Father Tom's seen multiplied miracles happening through <laughs> some of his cooking. I've testified to it. It's just amazing stuff that the Lord is wanting to do always. And so here's my thing. We will be a church that contends and gets breakthrough on this so that everyone, I, if the Bible tells me that there was none sick among them, and that's Old Testament, then the Holy Spirit is able to heal every person in this room. I don't care what your condition is here tonight. I don't care what it is. Those things are good. I'll take, take those out of here tonight, please. That's what I'm believing for. And so we're going to continue to contend till we see the fullness of God in everyone's body. You're another one. <laughs> like we've been praying and praying and praying. I know. It's all right. I'm pointing you out. I'm just saying, Stephen, everyone in this room, there's people that are dear to our hearts in this room that I am like sick and tired of watching people dealing with sickness. Come on. So I'm saying this. Because I want us to have a mindset now. We believe the Bible. I believe the Holy Spirit. I don't believe what I'm seeing in evidence in the physical. I don't believe that. You understand? I don't care if there's a wheelchair in the room. There's some, there's a whole, the Holy Spirit can pull Stephen out of the wheelchair tonight. If that's, if, and I'm not going to bounce my faith off of him and say he doesn't have faith. No, I'm going to be the wild animal that has faith or someone else, but it doesn't even come from me. It's the faith of Jesus Christ. Do you hear me? And so I don't care if it's a dead person in this place. 
No, someone has to become like all of you. This is why I'm saying it's not my assignment. It's your everyone's assignment. I can't even get my iPad on. Hold on. I'm just in this place, and we're not leaving until we begin to see massive shift. Okay? We shouldn't have the, the visiting evangelists come in, and things kind of happen. Do you understand? This should be a, a place of healing. That's why when I showed you Prophet Koba's, that, that church in South Africa, it was out of the ministry. Yet he will still tell you they didn't even know his church was on the map. I'm just, I'm just being honest. So it's not all about the signs and wonders, but I'm, I'm saying this, that when people come in this place, we want to see people leave. <laughs> throw, the dumps, throw that thing in the dumpster before you go, okay? That's, no, I'm just, this is where I'm at. It's not even, I just be healed in Jesus' name. And is it just a word? Yes, it is. It's just a word. It's a healing word that Jesus speaks, that he speaks through you because you're a vessel and you're on assignment. How many are on assignment? This is what we need to not shrink back from, your assignment. So I, I just had, to, like, the Holy Spirit just gnarling at me. How many ever had that? The Holy Ghost just gnarling at you about things. And I want to just, and God bless you guys. I realize I preached an hour and 17-minute message last week. Holy smoke. And people were saying, yeah, it was a great message. I'm like, oh, good Monday night. Oh, my goodness. But thank you, thank you. And thank you for, everyone was engaged. Everyone was engaged. And, and I'm going to kind of pick up where we left off last week. Because I talked to you about a few, just a few things in the Old Testament, right? Isaiah 53 being the one. And we'll, we'll go back to that again. But Acts 4 and verse 29, we're just going to hit tonight. Verses 29 to 31. And I know this. Here's, here's the deal for everyone in this room. The anointing, your anointing. God has given you, the anointing means two things. It's the smearing, yes. That's the formal, like, religious thing that we know. But the anointing is your assignment. I just want you to hear that tonight. And that's actually what the word means. Anointing is assignment. It's your, it's your given uh, job or purpose in the earth. And as a believer, I don't care. You don't, you don't have to be in full-time ministry to have that as your assignment. That's right. The anointing is on your life so that you do go heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast out devils. And that's why Jesus came to the earth not only to save me, but also salvation and healing are one. Right? That's what I was talking about the end of last week. And so we want to just go from here. You know the scripture. You remember Peter and John, they go, come out of the upper room. They're on assignment. A man, 40, over 40 years, paralyzed. Do you hear me? paralysis and the Holy Spirit he goes to them and he goes over to the guy and he just Peter and John bam and this guy gets come on the Holy Spirit whacks him 
he gets, he pulls him up, and he takes off running. And everyone who knew this guy, because he was begging there for 40 years, or 30-something years anyway, now sees this unusual miracle. Except the apostles walked in this, and this was common. So has it changed? No, 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 no. The Bible has not changed. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the one who is, who was, and will be. We know this, but I don't think we think like this sometimes because when all of a sudden we get, we, we, we come into a situation and we don't see the fullness. Listen, I take authority over every thought that's contrary to what I'm saying tonight. I have to do it. I take, don't go there and don't start thinking about your condition that God has not fixed yet. Don't start thinking about other people that God has not fixed yet. I'm telling you, God's shifting things tonight if you'll let him. If you'll let him. So focus on my voice, on my face. Don't start drifting. I can see you. You don't even know. Jesus knew their thoughts. I'm telling you, I can see people going, mm, don't go over there. That's, that's the forbidden zone. All right? All right, I'll get to my text. How's that? Ready? Let's go. That was all in the beginning. See, what, ta- what happens is I do a 17-minute intro. This is a problem. Acts chapter 4 and verse 29. Now look, look on their threats, right? The healing took place. They get locked up and they're told, just shut up. Don't say his name. Don't pray for people in his name. Just be quiet. Now, Lord, they're talking, they're praying, they're asking the Lord, look on their threats. This is the prayer. This is the apostolic prayer. Look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness that we that they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done through, your, through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Come on, it's a name. The name that's above every name. And it says, and they prayed in the place where they assembled together was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. And so I want to, first thing I just want to talk to us about is about overcoming the fear of man. Because if I have the fear of the Lord, look at me, if I have the fear of the Lord, I do not care, I do not even think about, I don't worry about what other men are thinking. I don't, I don't care about the critics in the church. I don't care about all the critics that are going to come and be a, a scrutinizing how we prayed for the sick. Did they do that? Did they do that? How, does he have faith? Do, do you have faith? No. We've got all kinds of different reasons why people don't get healed or why people might get healed. I just want to be honest because the Spirit of God wants us to be in a mindset where I don't fear any man. I fear the Lord only. And it's the fear of the Lord we know that is the beginning of wisdom. But it was by the fear of the Lord that the seven spirits of God rested on Jesus. Remember that. Because Isaiah 11 verse 2 tells us that it was all kinds of revelatory things. And then there was one spirit of might. But it was the spirit of God that rested upon Jesus. And that same spirit is the anointing that rests on you. It's the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, it rests on you. Because you've been anointed to heal the sick. (laughs) 
See, it's funny because when now I'm trying to, what happens is, I'll tell you right now, tell you right now, it's harder to get people healed in church. We're going we're gonna to totally mess the curve up. No, I'm, I'm serious. We're going after this thing. The breaker anointing is going to come and just saturate people. And God's going to shift mindsets because it is. It's more difficult to get people healed. There's all kinds of things. If we go to a mass crusade someplace and there's tons of people, 500,000, of course you're going to have mass crusade miracles. It's just going to happen. Because the Lord's there, amen? And the preaching of the gospel brings miracles. But I'm telling you, there has to be a place. If I think about John G. Lake, where 100,000 people, remember, did I mention this last week? 100,000 people in that city were healed. It was called the healthiest city in America. And they weren't, they weren't giving out meds. <laughs> they weren't giving you a pill for everything that happens. They were, they were called technicians. Healing technicians, you're a technician. You're a healing technician. God wants to make you a healing technician that walks under the anointing and lives with your assignment, with your eyes focused, and you are not afraid. Isaiah 11.2 says, The Spirit of the Lord that rested upon a people. Rested upon Jesus. It rested upon Him with the Spirit of wisdom the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of revelation, right? Counsel and might, and the fear of the Lord. It was the fear of the Lord that gave him the ability to do only what the Father said. Listen, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory if he didn't say, that's my Father, and I only do and say what my Father says. I only do what my Father does. It was the king of glory that began to move by the instruction of the Father. Yes, God. He is God. But he was moving under the, what? What did I say last week? Uh, inclining his ear and hearing the Father. And in that, he saw results. Amen? Acts chapter 4 and verse 19 said, Peter and John answered, it said, whether is it, is it right in the sight of God to listen to you or more, excuse me, or more, whether it is, excuse me, but Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it, it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God you judge. Are you hearing that? God is looking for people who are not afraid to do what the Lord says. Uh -huh. The healing anointing flows when you walk in boldness and you don't care what the critics are going to say. You don't care what you're used to, what you're comfortable with. Hello? What are you comfortable with? What degree... What is the degree of, like, where God's going to grind you to make you move? Can I tell you, I'm going to give you some testimonies, but some of you have heard these already, and some of you haven't, so that's okay. But when, I, when Joe and I saw over 30 people, deaf ears popping open, it was through a simple instruction. You're not preaching. You're going to pray for the deaf. 
And I joke about it, but it was a scary thing. Like, okay, we're doing this. And then ears kept popping open. Not just then, but throughout the whole rest of the trip. Deaf ears opening. Maybe if I hadn't opened, maybe if I would said, no, we'll start with next. It wouldn't have happened. I, I don't know, but I didn't. Thank you, Jesus. Right? So I'm saying to you, instruction from the Holy Spirit is the most important thing to activate the anointing and to release miracles. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say I know everything because I've seen enough to know enough, but it's not nearly enough than what I want to see. Do you understand that? Like the Lord came to set you free and to light you on fire so that you walk in this anointing that we're talking about tonight. That you fear him more than anything else. That some of the things that you, you're believing the Lord for, they can't happen because you won't step into it. And you won't trust him enough. And you won't surrender enough. Right? I'm not talking about receiving healing. Stop. I'm talking about anyone being obedient. And that's what, you know, I'm just not going to throw the faith ball back and forth. It's his faith, my faith. It's your faith, it's my faith. No, it's my faith. Either I believe that the Lord can heal you and set your mind free or set your body free, whatever it is. Either I can believe that. And again, it doesn't come from me. It comes from faith in the Son of God. It comes from a place where we are in such, I'm going to get into that, but there is a deep intimacy that the Lord is calling us into, that we live from, that begins to bring us into this divine union that I'm hearing and I'm trusting the Father in such a way that He begins to open up a realm that I don't understand. I'm telling you, God showed me a little bit of this already this week, and I'm, I'm like, God, what is that? Like, He wants to draw you beyond the veil. He wants to draw us way in beyond, like so deep you don't know where you are. It's a place that you really don't understand and don't try to even understand it as I'm trying to put language to it. But I'm telling you, there's a place, a deep, deep place that the Lord is pulling us into. It's in the holy place with him. It, and you already have it. It's already been given to you, right? But he's looking for us to live from that place. So because of, listen, there's two things about, ready, verse, the next verse, because it talks about boldness in speaking the word. How many are bold in speaking the word? Come on, some of you are more bold about speaking about Trump or COVID or something else other than the gospel. Knock it off. Just get, you know, get under the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to get you. And I'm just saying, because the Holy Spirit wants us to be bold in that place, simply, we have access to the Lord, right? You have boldness to enter in. Hebrews verse, uh, chapter 10 and verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter into the holiest place. What? By the amazing blood of Jesus. By his blood. It's by his blood that I have access. It's by his blood that you see the sick healed. It's by his blood that your mind is cleansed. It's by his blood that your mind is freed. It's by his blood. It's by his blood that I have access to this place where I, where I just go and release faith and believe God to shift things on, not only on the inside of me, but on the outside of me. 
And so there's that place, right? It says, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us. It's already clean. It's already purified. The way is, is pure and the way is clean. And it's been purified by the blood of Jesus, right? Right? Through the veil. That is his flesh. His flesh. It's funny. It's not really funny. But I had this thing taken out of my back this week. It's been a, I had a cyst on my back. And my wife popped it out. What? Well, explain it better. It was in my back for six weeks. It was, it was, it was releasing the poison that was inside of my back. Okay? Happened on day 41 after the fast. Finally, the thing got out of there. It's li literally been in my back the whole time. Kind of weird. We won't go there. But the reality, the reality is this. I have this slice in my back. I am afraid it's not going to heal. No, here's the deal. But I just started thinking, Jesus, it's through his flesh. It's by the stripes on his back that we enter in, that we go into a place that the Lord has preordained for us. It's been consecrated. And we don't even understand concepts like this because he said, you'll have no part of me if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood. He's, you'll have no part of me. And so I'm using that little strange illustration, but I could see my flesh open and close. I was looking at it today. Like, that's weird. But by Jesus, he gives you a way through his flesh. That means my flesh can step into him. And I engage with what he's doing. And I can live and move and have my what? Being in him. Because I step into the Lord, Jesus. Why? Because of, because of the blood. Because he consecrated it. And, he, and it says, and having a high priest over the whole house, let us draw near with a true heart. And what? Full assurance of faith. It's not my wife's faith that's going to get her. If I'm praying for my wife, it's not my wife's faith. Well, it might be. It could happen both ways, right? But I can't say that, oh, you don't have enough. Because remember, the old, there was old, like in the 50s and the 60s, they used to be like, oh, it's because of people's faith. They used to preach the word of God, which is good. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Listen to me, because we're, we're going to learn something tonight that the Holy Spirit wants us to grab. There has to be faith involved. God is looking for faith. Better thing would be that the presence and the glory would come in and everyone would, because the glory would just come. But that's because we have faith as a corporate body to believe that the king will roll in this place and every condition will be taken care of. Yeah? Okay. I got people nodding. That's good. Holy Spirit wants us to be a, a troop, <laughs> an army that will believe that as we gather together, that anything could happen in the atmosphere. Not because we produce all the right things, that we have the right light so that we have a smoke machine. God forbid, we don't want that. We want the real glory. I want the real glory. I want the real fog of God. 
right? I want his fire, his oil, and his glory to come in this place and eradicate everything that is demonic. Let me just tell you, sickness is demonic. I don't care if, he's, if there's paralysis in your body. It's demonic. It's an injury. We break it. It's a trauma. We break it, right? Well, I don't care if you've got some type of PTS. We won't even call it D at the end because you need to get free from the PTS because of the anointing. Because of the presence, because of the glory, right? So it says, he goes, let us, let us draw near with, true, with a true heart, with full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed pure. This is powerful. Ready? Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. That means I don't go back and forth. That means when, when we're praying for healing, I don't stop praying for healing. Oh, nothing's happening. No, something's happening. No, no, something's happening. No, the word says that everyone, they were all healed when Jesus came. Every one of them. I'm telling you, it says it every time. Everyone that came to him was healed. But we just got to come to him, and he'll heal. I have to go to him, and he'll use me to heal. Oh, Jesus, I come to you in all of my weakness, in all of my weakness, and ask, Father, that you come. So it's because of our access in this deep relationship. He cleanses my conscience. Oh, look at me, because some of us think we're not worthy and there's all kinds of things in the way, and I got sin in the way, and I, got, I, was, I was mad at the dog today, and all kinds of things can get in the way of me praying for the sick, and I'm not worthy, and I'm, I can't do it. No, no, no. It says that the blood of Jesus cleansed my conscience and made me pure. And so I walk in this purity, and when I walk in this purity, things begin to happen. You just do it. You take your assignment, and you do it. You don't hold back from it. You go after it. And some of you, I, I'm watching as the Holy Spirit's going to begin to ignite on you. Because even if you don't need healing tonight, God's going to release a fresh anointing to take your assignment and, and, and go with it. Because really what should happen, right? I say this all the time. Yes, every one of us, if we just go and, and preach the gospel to one person, pray for them, and they, they get healed, some of them will come to Jesus. Some of them won't. But you, gotta, can't, you can't just pray for the sick and not offer them Christ. Hello? It's all good that they get healed. I'm, I'm happy about that. But I want you to, I, I started, you know, you can't just pray for people and not give them an invitation. First of all, salvation's for you. And healing is a, comes along with it. Ready? And the Lord wants to use you in that way. So we have this amazing access to a deep, deep relationship. Everyone say deep relationship. You don't live in a, in a shallow place with the Lord. I'm telling you that right now. I don't care what you think of yourself. I don't care what you think of where your, your walk is at. You live in a deep relationship with the Lord. I prophesy to you that it's going to get deeper and deeper and deeper, and you're not going to know what to do with yourself. And if you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus before, before you leave this place. 
and, and the Holy Spirit will come and baptize you with fire before you leave this place, if you want him to. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is ask. And so we have this access, right? Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 8 says to me, I love this about Paul, because Paul started out like this, I'm the chief of all the apostles. And by Ephesians, right, this is almost to the end of his ministry, right, he's writing letters from prison. By the end, he's like this, to me, who am the least of all the saints. Like he's not tooting his horn about his apostolic calling anymore. He's saying, I am the least of all the saints. And then he says, this grace was given. What grace was that? That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. I get this grace. This grace comes upon my life, and it's a gift to me from God that I get to give the unsearchable riches of Christ to the entire world. Not, even, not, not just the Jewish people anymore, the Gentiles. And there we go. It says, and then it goes on to say, it says, to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery. That's why I'm talking about deep, deep places with the Lord. Because he had this place and just say, well, I'm not the apostle Paul. Well, you have the same spirit that Paul had. And you can have access to the Father like Paul the apostle did. All right, I got some nods over here. Not over here. But <laughs> come on. That's the truth. That you have this place where you can step into a relationship and it's the mystery of the fellowship with the Lord, right? Which from the beginning of, of the ages was hidden, created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be known by the church. He says by the church. He said it by the church. That wasn't a misprint. It was by the church. Two principalities and powers in heavenly places in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Can I just say this? The church, everyone in the church, raise your hands. <laughs> come on, some of you got a half a wave. Up, 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 come on. I'm part of the church. Yes, you don't have to hide. The Lord has given you this so that you are a piece of the, of the, of the key that opens up and declares to powers, and principalities by how? How? What does it do? Because you have confidence in what he's going to do in and through you. It's the anointing that abides. It's your assignment of the anointing that abides inside of you that gives you confidence to know. You should leave here on fire. I'm ready to run out the door myself right now. I'm telling you, you've been given this confidence. It, you have it. You just have to remember who you are. You just need to not deny the Lord his inheritance. And there has to be a place where you begin to settle in and know, yes, I'm the one that God's going to use today to reach the guy at the gas station, to reach the lady behind the counter, whatever it is, that I'm the one. Because they may not have another representation of Jesus in that place. I mean, if you start thinking about the state of New Hampshire, we need to pray. The least evangelized. But I have hope. 
In, in, this, in this county, there's 300,000 people, so that's enough. Ready? Come on. The, the, the building down the street isn't big enough. I'm just saying. No, it's not. You start thinking like that. If this 70 people just started, boom, like unleash, come on, what are you waiting for? What are we waiting for? I have to say that to myself sometimes. What am I waiting for? Open thy mouth. King James. And stretch out your heel, stretch out your hand to heal. You put your hand like this, and, and this has happened to me in multiple times that I felt like the Lord stepped, like, just like the little squeak hole in the back, I felt like the Lord came into me and said, just begin to move your hand. Go towards someone. Begin to release the healing because I'm inside of you. And it's nothing about you other than me being obedient. That's all I want to be is obedient. That's all you want to be is obedient. That's all you want to do is listen to what he says and do what he says to do. And then watch, watch, watch. You guys will be coming like, we, there'll be miracles everywhere. You'll see healing everywhere. You'll see salvation everywhere. And you're like, oh, no. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, people want prayer. People want prayer. They want a touch from God. They want to know God. They just don't know where to find him, and they don't know what he looks like. So you're going to start looking like the Lord. Right? Stretch out your hand to heal. Jesus is the one who was, who is, and is the one to come. Why am I saying that? Isaiah 53, verse 4. We already went through this last week. I'm going to run through it again, but you, you got to see this. This is good. God wants us to understand. Ready? He said, he surely has borne our griefs, which means sickness, and carried our sorrows, which is pain. He already did it. He already carried it. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded. That means pierced. He had a hole put through him. In multiple places for our transgressions. And he was bruised, crushed for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Peter says this. First Peter 2 and verse 24 says, By whose stripes you were healed. And then Matthew. Listen, you got to see this. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16. It says, When evening had come, he had, he had prayed for Peter's mom. And, and the fever left her. And then it says by evening, that e when evening had come, they brought him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out spirits with a word. Everyone say a word. a word. Yeah. And he healed all those who were sick, that it might be fulfilled. Right? So by his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we were healed. And then it says about Jesus that it might be fulfilled through the Isaiah, through and spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, He took himself 
himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. That it might be fulfilled. Look at your friend next to you. Say that it might be fulfilled. Yeah, it has to be fulfilled. I'm telling you, it might be fulfilled. It will be fulfilled. And it is through the prophet Isaiah. And it is through because of his stripes, we are healed. We were healed. That it might be fulfilled. Are you hearing me? God wants us to be in that position where the scripture becomes fulfilled in our midst. Acts 10 and verse 38, you know this, you know this, but it's how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. With the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And so he was anointed, right? God anointed Jesus. Anointed. Luke 4.18, it's the anointing, right, to go preach and to heal and to cast out devils. It's the anointing. We're going back to that again. It's an assignment. It's a, for you as a person, it's a task. Oh, I know, we don't like religion with, with works. But sometimes we got to do. Come on, it said that Jesus went about teaching and doing. And you're just like Jesus. You teach and you do. You, you begin to release the word and then you begin to do the stuff. You don't even have to do it sometimes. You just have to do. Because my instruction was don't do, don't teach, just do. More and more. And so first thing, we're anointed. Just say it, I'm anointed. Convince yourself, I'm anointed. I'm anointed to heal the sick, to cleanse the leper, to raise the dead, and to cast out devils. See, when you recite it to me, it, something happens inside of you because you are anointed to do a task, to do an assignment, to see the glory of the Lord come in the earth. And so the second thing is you have the power. It's the ability. See, because Jesus was given that, what? It says that through his, what? The word, but through his name, it's by no other name. It's only by Jesus' name. It's only by the name of Yeshua that the Holy Spirit moves with power. It's only by Yeshua, it's only by Jesus' name that any man can come to the Lord and be saved. He's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. And I'm telling you, there has to be an ingrained thinking. Begin to meditate on this stuff. Can I tell you? Read your Bible. Oh, study your Bible. It's the best book. And you'll get lost. You'll get lost. But what is, it's the ability, the power is the ability to do by virtue and strength, skills and resources. God's given you a skill and a resource to heal the sick. Mm. He's given you the ability, skills and resources to raise the dead. He's given you the ability to cast out demons. Don't be afraid of devils. Sickness is a devil. 
Yeah, cast them out. And it's the unlimited power of God inside of you. What is the power? Jesus was anointed with power. You say, well, that was Jesus. But the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Can I tell you, I've watched, I've watched all through the years, I've watched the Lord do, you know, the faucet goes on here and there. Almost like a hose sometimes. Ready? Because God wants to use everyone in this place. And there's going to be a release. I am telling you, you better get ready. You don't know what you have. You don't know what you have. You don't know who abides in you. Oh, you don't know who you're abiding in. I'm telling you, when you start abiding in the Lord and you begin to set your, your heart towards him and, and the deep places become alive inside of you, that you can't help but there be an overflow of his presence flowing out of you. You can't help but stop and talk to someone on the side of the street. You can't help to talk to the person at work that's really annoying you and you, you just like want to cast the devil out of them. Just do it. Just do it. It's the unlimited power of God living inside of you. And it's the power of God that's seen in Jesus Christ. And it's the power of God that's seen in the Holy Spirit. And it's the same power of God that's seen in his people. I said it. Seen in his people. And God, listen. I, I so feel like the Lord began to open up some things for me this week. And it was. It was because of the deep places. Because honestly, day 40, all of a sudden I got whacked here. Tuesday night. I'm telling you, you guys shouldn't be missing Tuesday night. I know we've been full. But I'm telling you, it's been awesome. And it just it gets better and better. And the whole thing's just flying higher because we're just pressing in deeper and deeper and deeper. And the Lord has been so faithful in showing up. And, and God wants to take you to deep places. And sometimes it won't happen in your living room. As a matter of fact, I spent a lot of time in the prayer chair over 40 days. And most of the stuff I saw happened here on Tuesday night. I'm just being honest. And so there is a corporate anointing. And that's not to make anyone feel like you're not doing right. You understand? But I'm telling you, there's something that's been happening in this place on Tuesday and on Sundays. But Tuesday when, we're in, when we position ourselves in prayer and we allow the Holy Spirit. And I saw the veils just being lifted. And the Lord's wanting to release two, like, these horses I saw. These horses I saw with, with the power of God. And the reason why they're not released is because we're not going deep enough into that place. No, no, I'm telling you. One was, one was signs and wonders, and the other one healing and miracles. I'm telling you, these, these horses were not playing, and they had eyes that were like sapphire blue burning, waiting patiently to be let loose. And then I could see into like, into deep, deep places. I'm, saying, I'm like, God, I don't even know where this stuff is in the Bible. I don't even know. 
I do know this, that it wasn't a figment of my imagination. It was a real, I had to go run out of here and go hide because I needed to just get a minute to get bearings. And the Spirit of God is wanting you Everyone in this place, it wasn't just for me. I don't just see stuff for me normally. Sometimes the Lord, and I'll leave here and God will give me 20 other things on top of this, just on this one thing. But I believe that there is strength, right? The horse signifies strength, not necessarily strength of man. But there is something that is being hidden in the place behind the veil. And didn't I just read to you that you walk past, you've got access behind the veil. You got you can walk in boldness because of the things that the Lord is unleashing in this hour. I am telling you, as we become a body that deeply seeks the Lord and deeply comes into serious, I mean, communion with the Lord. Communion with the Lord. When you're not feeling it, you need to step in. Push in. When you're feeling like discouraged, call someone. No, I'm serious. Because you can't do it on your own. You need someone to be able to talk to. You need to be able to step in. You need to come into communion with the Lord and others. And God is wanting to heal, save, and deliver in unprecedented ways right now. And I feel like the Lord was like, I didn't see them leave, but I'm going in to get them out. (laughs) And the weird thing was, as I was studying about the veil, because I'm like, God, what is it with the veil? It was two, there was one thing that, uh, it was Josephus that actually wrote it in history. He said this, he goes, two horses could not tear the veil open. Two, like, work horses, those horses could not open the veil. But I'm telling you, they're behind the veil. And I say that for everyone in this place. If we're believing for God to heal something in your body tonight, get ready. I'm believing that the Lord's going to do it for everyone in the room. I don't want to watch, I'm sorry, I just don't want to watch someone take out uh, hearing aids someplace else. Take them out here. No, I, I, seriously, I don't want someone... Like, and, and again, we get funny, right? We, we get funny. We get funny. Everyone wants the credit. Everyone wants the credit. I don't want anyone to get credit. Jesus gets credit. Amen. Right? The Lord Almighty gets credit. If we just are in awe, like in the fear of the Lord. Like if I, if I position myself in this place. God, I want to see it. Yeah, I'm, I want to see it. I want a report that says, no, no, I have no body pain ever again. It's gone tonight, tomorrow night, whatever. See, the funny thing is I know people with conditions in the room and we're praying and contending. I had a list of over 25 people. That's not good. I'm tired of it. But I have hope. You know what it was? Alexander Dowie. When he was in Australia and people started dying from the plague. And he said, no more, not coming to my house anymore. And all of a sudden, boom, it stopped. And his whole congregation was covered. And people were completely healed. 
So I'm just like, okay, I'm in the history books with these people because I don't, I, we don't want to see this. And it's not about me. It's about what the Lord wants to do. Where is there a place in the region of New England that there is an outpouring of flowing, healing power that is, that is just unprecedented? Come on, could it be here? Why not? Why not here? Why not now? That's just where I'm at. You know, I've gone to, and I'm going to have Father Tom share in one, one second because he's got more stuff. I wanted him to share some testimonies. It's going to build your faith. It's going to build your faith. And then, then we're going to have to see the healing oil just flow right through here. And I'm believing that, come on, conditions are just going to fall off of people. I truly believe this. I want to see it. I truly believe that the Lord will do it if we get into a position that we're not. We won't take no for an answer. If I don't take no for an answer, that means that I position myself to say, no, okay. Donna Ray is not 100%. Even Father Tom, I want to see him completely mobile. Amen. But the crazy thing is, right, the healing anointing doesn't depend on whether I'm completely free in my body. Do you understand that? The first, the first evangelist that ever handed me a mic to take over a meeting was, a, was an evangelist that moved in healing, and he had an arm that was deformed. And every time he laid that hand on someone, they got healed. So you tell me. I need you to help. Actually, we'll let actually let Father Tom's. Or I'll just take. I can take this chair. Last week, a lady came up to me. She says, I have a tumor here. Would you pray for me? I'm going to the doctors. So I put my hand on the tumor. I don't know what tumors are, if they're big or small. I knew this wasn't small, and I knew it wasn't big. It was kind of medium. And I cursed the cancer in Jesus' name by the power of the blood. I cursed it. And I said, be healed now in Jesus' name by the blood that speaks far more eloquently than the blood of Abel. She came back. But she went to the doctors and because she had a tumor. And the doctor is examining her. He says, are you, make, are you kidding so she said, what do you mean? You don't have any tumor. That's last week. That's what God knows how to do. I remember being in Arizona, and we told the parish that we were going to have a healing service. 
all the Spanish people came. Not one gringo came. <laughs> they weren't hungry, but the Spanish people were hungry. Every one of them was healed that night. Every one of them was healed that night because they were hungry. They were thirsty. My soul thirsts for the Lord. My soul thirsts for the Lord like a dry, weary land without water. I thirst for you, O oh God. I'll give you another one that happened years ago, but I was praising the Lord. It was fall, and I'm singing to the Lord, and if anybody was watching me, they'd think I was crazy, but I'm praising God, singing songs, and I'm looking for some address because they invited me in the parish to have dinner with them. I couldn't find it. I was going around in circles, literally. It was a circular street. I was looking for number 62, and I went around once, I went around twice, and I couldn't find it. So I stopped, there was a man sitting on his steps. And I said, where is 62 Circular Street? He says, go into my house and ask my wife. <laughs> so I go into the house. like a crazy person. <laughs> and when I go in, the woman starts, what are you doing here? Why are you here? I'm looking for 62 Circular Street. <laughs> Do you see this baby? I want to adopt this baby. She's crying. She's hollering. She says, but the mother is a, a drug addict. And she wants the baby. I said, listen, the man of God came to your house tonight, and this baby is yours. And when you get him, I want to baptize him. And that's exactly what happened. I wasn't looking for that lady. God was looking for that lady. Jesus was looking for that lady. And let me tell you the rest of the story. I only saw them once at the baptism, and one other week they didn't like my, pre my preaching. <laughs> But that's life. <laughs> One night we were going to a restaurant. It was in the fall. And who is there but the young guy, the young baby that I prayed for. He's going to college. Amazing what God knows how to do. To bring us at certain places at certain times to be moved by the Spirit. And it happens when you're weak, God bless you. When you're weak and you don't know what to do, you say, Lord, I'm weak. And he says, in your weakness, I'm strong. Let's give you one more. You want to hear about the meatballs? There was a man in the church that uh, took a stroke. He was a worldwide businessman. So we went to the hospital to anoint him, the sacrament of the sick. After we anointed him, nothing happened, at least could be seen. And I was going to do a baptism 
for Elizabeth, who was a little Chinese baby that my friends were going to adopt, and I was going to do a baptism for her. And so I did the baptism, and the woman was her sponsor, was the guy that took the stroke. It was his wife. So after we ate, I cooked for them pasta and meatballs and sausages and pork and whatever, salad. We ate and ate and ate. <laughs> At the end of the eating fest, I said to the woman, go bring this back to your husband. He likes my food. I gave meatballs and sauce. The guy ate the meatballs. The next day, he was back to normal. The children came to the house and said, what happened that you, you're back to normal? He said, I ate Father Tom's meatballs. <laughs> the children said, go get some more. <laughs> you see, there was love in the pot. There was love in the pot. And you don't know what God wants to do just to go out and do it. When I'm not even thinking about bringing healing to people, it happens. It happens. You have been, if you've received the baptism of the Spirit, you have been commissioned to go out and to pray for the sick. The ba I, I received the baptism of the Spirit about 54 years ago, 1968. And I was a lay person, and I used to pray with people. I don't know if you people know Peter Kreft. He's a professor at Boston College. And he went through my Life in the Spirit seminar. And he said, I never saw anyone preach like you. He was a Calvinist, became a Catholic. He says, but I know it's not you. You're only a sixth grade teacher. He was completely taken over. He went through the seminar and said to, at the last night before the seminar, what are the odds that I'm going to get the baptism in the spirit? So I said, let me ask the Lord. Peter, it's 100%. <laughs> he said, what gives you the right to say that? He was mad. I said, Jesus said, you fathers know how to give good things to your children. If they ask you for a piece of bread, you don't give them a stone. If they ask you for a fish, you don't give them a scorpion. How much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? I didn't need to pray for him for the baptism. He got it that night. These are the things that God knows how to do. One day I was having the most difficult day. I thought it was the day I was going to take my nervous breakdown. I was in the seminary, and I, I was in the library, and I put my head in my hands, and I said to the Lord, help. With that, I was taken to the throne of God. I didn't see the throne. It was dark, but everything within me stopped painting. I knew where I was. And it was only for a couple of seconds I came back. God knows how to do many things. And my last one 
was I had gone to a certain sanctuary in uh, Medjugorje. And when we were leaving Medjugorje, we stopped in Germany. So I thought I'd have a hot dog at this place. My father loved hot dogs. So I ordered a hot dog. With that, I'm looking out, and there are Venetian blinds, and they open up. And I see the Titanic sinking. And I knew what it was. This is for now. This is for now. It was the worldwide economy going into the drink. And the churches didn't know what to do with the people. They didn't know what to do with the. I wish that you know what to do with the people if this is the time. Because they're going to be looking for God. And the only ones that are going to find him are the ones that know him and witness to them and pray with them. Don't only witness, pray with them. Simple prayer. Pray the sinner's prayer. And watch God work. I'm with Anthony, and he goes, we're at a restaurant, and, and he goes to the woman that's serving us, I want to talk to you. You're loved, very loved by God. Every place he goes, he stops people. And he prays with them, and they get blessed. This is God moving, and that's what he wants to do with you. No, we'll leave him. We'll leave him. We'll leave him. Leave him. Leave him. Leave him. Want him to pray for people, right? You want to? You're going to pray with people for me, right? With me, right? Okay. So what I want to do, yeah, maybe Tori come help and. I can get however we want to do this, Joe. We're going to run people through this way. And um, yeah, run them around the outside and then through. So it'll be ready. Are you ready? How many need healing in the building? You need healing in your body? Okay, good. Believing that you're going to leave healed. 100% healed. Amen? So we're going to pray for people who are sick in body, right? And then I want people who are, you may have felt struggling in your minds. Amen? We're going to do that too. That'll be the next, ro that'll be the next wave. But I want to do sick in body first, okay? I don't know how this is going to work if we get ugly over here. That's, then we get ugly. It's all right. But we're just believing that the Lord's going to just do his work, just like Father Tom said. Listen, I've been, I got saved, and then I'm like, listen, I, I'm listening to the radio, and I'm listening to this guy. I'm like, who is this guy? And then who knew that through Anthony, good God, 20 years, 20 years later, we, actually, it was through Danny I first met you. You don't remember that, though. No. I just went there to go pray with Danny, staying down in Winthrop when he was at his parish in Winthrop. And all I've seen is the love of, of the Father just flow from this man. So just get ready. I believe in that the, everyone in this building, ready? 
We're going to believe right now. Holy Spirit, we're just going to rest in the anointing. We're going to rest in the anointing. And we thank you, Father. Every condition is under the subject and the authority of Jesus Christ right now. The Holy Spirit will touch, save, and deliver right now. Every condition, every condition, doesn't matter if we've been prayed for 20 times, 100 times, 1,000 times, every condition is under subjection to the authority of Jesus Christ right now. We thank you for the anointing that's abiding and resting in this place. 